I'm super happy. Are you happy? Welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. Here you'll find tips and tricks to inspire you on your way to happiness, to live a courageous life of authenticity, and learn how to speak your truth with grace. I'm Michaela Johnson, and welcome to our podcast. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. If you are new here, you will find all things fun, hippie, woo-woo, and metaphysical, plus happiness. I just can't tell you enough how much I appreciate you tuning into the show every week, and I try to bring you the most fabulous guests imaginable. If you are craving more happiness after listening to this podcast, check out BUFindHappy.com, where you'll find all sorts of tangible tools, tips, tricks, and resources to incorporate more happiness in your life. Learn to speak your truth with grace and live a courageous life of authenticity. And remember, if you like this podcast, please click subscribe. Hi, James. Welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. I got to tell you, I am stoked to have you on today because I just love your content um, to start. But also, I saw that you have an Aussie. So uh, we have many things in common, and I'm looking forward to, to talking all things words are vibration. Um, can you share with the listeners just a little bit about who you are and what you do and what you've got going on? Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and definitely thank you for having me. I'm excited to, to speak with you today. Uh, I'm just kind of a regular guy, uh, creative, uh, at large type of, um, person. I have a background in, uh, visual design. Uh, as well as writing. I've been writing poetry since I was like 13 years old and um, been doing a lot of drawing and painting my whole life, went to art school. And somewhere along the way, I kind of discovered, you know, things like meditation, Buddhism, spirituality, Kundalini yoga, plant medicine, and all these um, types of kind of spiritual practices and spiritual tools. And now what I try to do is really integrate some of the, you know, spiritual practices that I've studied and, and learned with my artistic endeavors, you know, my writing, my art, and I um, try to blend those together into something that's kind of the intersection of creativity and consciousness. <laughs> I, I love this, but I also love how humble you are because, uh, you, you know, I've I've done a little bit of research and prep for this for this podcast episode, and I, I know that you've published a, a pretty spectacular book called "Shit Your Ego Says," right? Um, yes. Via Hay House, <laughs> among other really great things. But here you are. I'm just a regular guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just a regular guy improving people's lives on the daily. Like, <laughs> um, it's so fabulous that you show up in that way. I just, I love that. Um, one of the things that you've been kind of, uh, providing a lot of lately, I think is this realistic, like grounded hope or like, um, you, you know, just kind of these, uh, grounded universal inspirations. And I'm wondering how do you tap into that space of realism as it kind of combines with 
everything that you've learned in the way of Kundalini and Buddhism and, you know, the universe and, and the cosmos and all that, how, how do you, how do you keep your feet on the ground when your mind is, is, uh, is really tapping into such an elevated space? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that, you know, we live in a pretty crazy time. I think that's not a shock for anyone to hear. Uh, it's kind of a chaotic world. Um, it's kind of a chaotic world always, but that's especially pronounced these days over the past, you know, year. And, you know, the biggest lesson, I would say, the biggest spiritual lesson that anyone can learn, just this, the most simple kind of fundamental piece of uh, kind of all spiritual practices is that, you know, the um, when we change the inner world, you know, the outer world can, you know, reflect our inner state. So in other words, it's so easy to get caught up in the craziness of the world, but I truly believe that we can only control our own selves and our own reaction. And we can't fix the world. We can't fix other people. We can only control our inner state. That's all we have control of. And that's all we need to have control over because when we when we learn through, and this isn't like a an overnight thing, but when we develop practices and habits that allow us to maintain uh, a state of inner peace and calm, even when there's a storm raging outside, that storm does not have to affect us um, as much as it would if we got caught up in you know, the storm itself. So I just try to stay grounded. I try to stay humble. I try to stay, <clears throat> you know, um, I try to be guided as much as possible. I, I don't have, and I, and you know, I'm not really being <laughs> like um, facetiously humble. Um, like you said, like I really do. Um, I don't take credit for a lot of what's happened in, in my life or even like things like getting a book deal and publishing the book, you know, I, I, I obviously put the work in uh, uh, to write the book and that was a lot of work, but I try to just go where I'm guided and do what my intuition is telling me to do and, uh, and listen for the signs in the universe. And that really, for me, um, it's not always easy, but when you, when you can do that consistently, the universe won't steer you in the wrong direction. I, I love what you said. And one thing that I tapped into even today in, in my um, own Instagram post is that, you know, when we show up in relationships, we bring all of the baggage from our childhood and everywhere else in our life. And we love to say, like, you make me feel blank, you know, and it's yeah. like, actually, your inner wound that tells you you're not good enough, you're not loved, you're not needed, whatever your wound is, is what's it is what's externally coming out there. So you are responsible for those feelings that you were feeling. That is your story that you're showing up with. The other person doesn't have the ability to make you feel that way. You go to that space, you tell yourself that story as soon as you're triggered or feel that hurt. And it just reaffirms, you know, that old wound pattern. And so it's like, no, you have to show up in a vulnerable way uh, with these external triggers and say, 
what is happening right now? What is the story I'm telling myself about this experience? And then you have to say to the other person, like when this happens, I feel very unloved or I feel very unheard or I feel very whatever. And my story is that you don't need me or that things I say aren't valid or important or whatever, but we don't show up in that way. Instead, we blame the other person for, you know, not having a coat in our suitcase when we're cold. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. And it's um, it's so beautiful to see people kind of realizing this. I think we're, I think we're all um, on so many people in the world are on kind of a, an evolution journey together and uh and that's a big one that's a that's a big lesson is that you know there's so many things that like you know so many people like hate their job and um or hate their significant other and then they'll end up you know leaving it and jumping into the next one and what you see then is the same problems follow you from job to job or from relationship to relationship because you continue to blame the other the external circumstance and you're right. And this is a lesson I'm still learning is that until you really stop blaming the other and look at, 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 at why you're being triggered by what you're being triggered by, then you can, you know, set the appropriate boundaries and learn how to communicate with the, the job or the relationship in a way that's going to not be triggering because we're all carrying, you know, wounds from, God knows where, you know, our childhood, our past lives, you could say, our, our ancestors, we're all just carrying trauma that's um, ancestral and from our childhood. And it, and that's that's really the journey is about actually turning around to look at that and nurture it and to really love ourselves so we can, you know, show up in the world from a place of love and um and help to spread that instead of just kind of um, continuing to spread, you know, the karmic reaction that manifests from the unresolved trauma inside of us. It's, it's so beautiful how you put it. Um, and and I think what's really powerful, too, is that, you know, these these wounds become our warrior. And how do we want that warrior to show up? Do we want it to show up with, with uh, in a graceful way with love? Or do we want it to show up in a violent way with hate, you know, and so true, mm. um, how you put it. And so many of your daily posts, I like literally share to my stories something from you every day. Um, and one of them was the one where you said, ride the wave with grace, because that's exactly the, that's the, the slogan of this podcast is to learn how to speak your truth with grace. And I think mm. that it's so important because, you know, we have this obligation to speak our inner truth. Um, but we also have an obligation to the society of people around us to do it in a way that is showing up in a kind and loving manner. And I think that's what we forget, especially on social media. I see this so much. Yeah, that that post was inspired by there's a Buddhist um, kind of um, tenet called the the middle way, mm-hmm. and and that's really about you know avoiding extremes. And it's so easy to jump to extremes, and you know um, you could, and that could be you know you could be extremely. Um, let's just say that someone is, um, you know, a, 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 a business professional and they are, 
you know, it's hyper analytical and results driven and, 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 and hustle, 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 like so many of us, you know, are, are, are used to be. And that's one extreme, you know, and, and, and like, you know, someone could find spirituality and then suddenly kind of jump off the deep end and then be, you know, extreme in the other way where they're not grounded and their and their heads are and their head is in the clouds and they're just kind of not you know quite grounded on earth and really the goal should be kind of like to avoid all extremes and to find that middle way between everything you know we 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 tend to think that whatever we're obsessed with is the right thing to do and to go all in and you know, it's, it's, it's easy to lose balance when we, when, when, when we go too far. So it's just no matter what in life, no matter it's how you're, you know, behaving in your job and your relationship, you know, how you're spending your time, you know, riding the way with grace. And, 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 and right now that could mean, you know, again, it's, it's a crazy time. There's a lot happening, you know, politically, economically, environmentally. And we can kind of try to jump. And I, I've, you know, some people are kind of maybe trying to jump in and, and, and fight, uh, you know, and, and, and get caught up kind of in the outrage of it all. Whereas some other people might be resistant and avoiding it and maybe in a little bit of denial about, you know, the fact that we might not be going back to normal anytime soon. This, we might be changing kind of, um, you know, permanently in, in certain ways in our society. So instead of kind of trying to jump in and, and, and getting caught up in the fight on the front lines of what's happening, and instead of trying to resist it and pretend it's not happening, how can we ride the wave with grace? How can we acknowledge what's happening in the world and show up for it without letting it drive us crazy and trying to strike that balance? Totally agree. And I often use this analogy with my clients. I say, you know, you can look at the ocean as this incredible force with this crazy storm, you know, and these massive waves that are all kind of jumbled and discombobulated. But you can also, so that's your external self or the external things that are showing up in your life. But now picture the little octopus or the little crab that's underneath that storm, just kind of swaying with the sea, you know, <laughs> it's not really affecting them one bit. Um, and another analogy that I share that's similar in nature is that I was at this uh, water park a few years back and um, I watched this, uh, this kid that was, you know, kind of trying to learn to swim and started panicking and was splashing around, just freaking out, you know, and the mom ran over and she said, flip over and float, flip mm-hmm. over and float. And the kid flipped over and sure enough, he floated <laughs> and all of the fighting was done. And it's like, that's exactly it. Just like lay back and enjoy the ride. <laughs> it's so much easier when you don't try to fight the current, you know? Yeah, that's a great metaphor. <laughs> exactly that. Like when we let go and stop struggling and stop trying to control the outcome and just, it's not, it's not, we're so used to wanting control, you know, because we feel like we need control to have some sense of stability and sense of self. But 
it's really in letting go of that control where we can actually be supported by the universe and guided and and we actually can float when we when we just allow ourselves to let go absolutely um one of the things you you kind of touched on a second ago is you know people who want to go back to normal and i know that you posted on this and gosh if i had uh, you know i used to i used to tell clients this is years ago when they were working through traumas that you know we were we were kind of identifying their new normal and now i wish i just never used that phrase at all ever <laughs> <laughs> because I hear it so much now and I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not what I ever meant by new normal. <laughs> um, and I think they stole your term. <laughs> yeah. I, I made a mistake of, uh, of using it in a zoom at the very beginning of COVID. And I think it, it was a big, big zoom with a bunch of people. And I think it kind of, I'm not saying I'm not taking credit for it, but I wish I'd never used it. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm like, Oh man. Um, but I do hear people say, I just want the world to go back to normal. And I know your, your reply to that in your, uh, in this animation or this, uh, caricature that you drew is yes, because our two puppet political psychopathic foreign policy, genetically modified overprocessed food, central banking economy, mockingbird media, systemically racist prison, industrial complex and healthcare pharmaceutical system designed to prolong and monetize sickness was really working out for us, was it? And I literally was happy dancing in my living room when I read that. I was like, yes, that's what we're all trying to say. I mean, it's spot on. Like, and it just love, I mean, it, you literally touched on every single component of it, but it, what's sad is that they were keeping us so ill and so, uh, you know, convinced that this was glory and this was the way life was good. And um, I think this has been a huge stripping down of what people thought to be true in the way of materialism, maximal, you know, maximalism, all of it. And I just would love to hear your kind of thoughts behind this post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, it's just funny, you know, the, the, the world, the world that we grew up in, it, it was never normal. It was never normal. Um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, if you, if you just watch TV and, and, and watch the advertisements that they're, that they air and, 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 and just, you know, watch your sports on Sunday and, you know, drink your beers or whatever at night um you 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 can kind of get um sedated into kind of a uh just kind of a dull half sleeping existence and 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 that's kind of a it's kind of comfortable and um monotonous at the same time and behind the scenes of that reality, you know, was a world that was not like what we, especially in, you know, as privileged, you know, Westerners, um, you know, the world was not as squeaky clean as the TV made it seem, you know, um, there's wars happening all over the world that countries like America are, are perpetrating, there even here in America, you know, the, the, the prison system and the way that works and the way that feeds into systemic racism, uh, you know, the, 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 the health system and the, and, and the, and the diet system where, you know, what we're eating and how it's being produced and how we're treating our illnesses. It's all driven by profit and, 
you know, a, a, a sense of a sense of control. And um, we're kind of in a in a in a in a comfy position because, you know, we are, like I said, part of a privileged class that isn't exposed to the true horrors. But we are exposed to our own everyday traumas based on a system that's essentially disconnected from love and, you know, disconnected from each other. So, we you know, we're not living in a day to day sense of crisis, but we are um, feeling the the trauma of being separated from uh, our natural selves and a natural environments and a sense of love for each other in the world and the planet. And it's just, that was never normal. We were living in a um, unnatural uh, environment, you know, like, like, like zoo animals uh, essentially in a way where, you know, there, it it looks kind of normal and it looks, there's a tree there, there, but this isn't normal. This isn't our natural habitat. Um, So that's an interesting way to put it. Maybe I'll I'll do a post on, on, on a natural habitat because uh, we were living in, un- we, we, we have been living in unnatural habitats and that's not a reality that we should want to go back to. And, um, that's not a normal that should be celebrated. So I'm, I'm- clapping right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> silently clapping. This is absolutely true. And I think a lot of people can relate to that visual of like, well, it kind of looks like the bears in the forest, but the bears really in the zoo, you know, I, or the lion or whatever, pick the animal. I love that. And it's so true. I mean, it absolutely is. And I think what happened is, um, the walls of the zoo kind of came down a little bit and it was like, Oh, what now? Yeah. You know, there's that yeah. panic. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I, I made it, I think I posted something, maybe it was in my stories about like the matrix cracking. Yeah. And, and um, and that's kind of what it is. It's like we the, the, exactly we we kind of saw for a second, like, wait a minute, this isn't a natural environment when you can just like when a few people can decide that you can no longer have a business open and suddenly, you know, the whole economy falls apart and mm-hmm. there's no government support and there's no, mm-hmm. you know, all of our taxes that we pay every year, you know, none of that can be turned around to actually help and bail out the actual people that are facing a crisis. So we kind of saw for a second, you're right, that we are living in a bit of a, in an unnatural environment. We saw kind of the cracks in the matrix. And now what do we do with that knowledge? What do we do with this kind of sudden awakening that we've had over the past year? Also, I, I think that um, a lot of people were not prepared emotionally for that, but some of us were, you know what I mean? Like some of us have been living more organically and things like that. And the moment they had the strip clubs open, but open, but the yoga studios were closed. I I was like, Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait, hold up. And so that to me, I mean, I've been the kind of person that is more of a feeling person forever. So you know, in the beginning of things, I was using that intuition and that feeling and making decisions cautiously. And then when I started feeling other things as truth, I started to say, wait, nobody else needs to be telling me like my television does not need to be telling me how I feel. I can feel how I feel without any external person or thing 
telling me this. And I, and I think a lot of people were not emotionally prepared for that because I think they have numbed with television, sports, whatever, for so long, you know? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I think that some people got a bit of a head start in kind of dealing with, you know, the current, you know, crisis. Um, people who have questioned, you know, the the world that they live in, maybe um, had a dark night of the soul already in their own life, where they, you know, their life kind of fell apart, and they learned to kind of, you know, pivot and see things from a, a broader perspective. Um, even, you know, people who have experimented with plant medicine or psychedelics, where there's kind of a journey into the unknown that uh, kind of, you know, helps teach you to let go and to let go of control and to be guided someplace. And even though the journey is scary, it ends up somewhere beautiful. Um, people who have kind of um, had a little bit of training, so to speak. Uh, or even going into a deep meditation retreat. And, and, and that's, that's a similar experience to a psychedelic experience where you are kind of just looking into the void for, you know, ex extended period of time and, and, and making peace with that. And, um, you know, that I think for so many of us, um, that's provided a bit of a, a, a training grounds where we already maybe didn't, didn't, um, depend on the media to tell us how to think or how to feel and what to believe in because we've kind of already we've kind of already seen through the bullshit and we've stopped um, you know looking up to those kind of external like false authority figures that are are kind of like you know uh, on TV you know um, as our quote unquote leaders and. Um, and yeah, now, now, now that's kind of in everyone's face and it's hard to avoid for, for everyone now. I can say my whole life, I felt weird and different in a lot of ways, but I, but I've been in well with society and whatever, but I always felt like just something a little bit, uh, I don't know, more cause, you know, more energetic or whatever. And then when you described having a dark night from a trauma or an experience where you had to pivot, I, I, it clicked for me just now that that truly was the moment in which for me that I started tapping into that. And that was about 13, 14 years ago. Um, and then I really felt like I didn't fit in. <laughs> because I was mm. this, you know, Oracle drawing, you know, hippie girl that everybody's like, well, she kind of normal, but she kind of not like, <laughs> we don't really know what to make of her. She does stuff backwards. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but I, but even with all of that, right? Like even kind of having a lifetime of this, this year, this past year, I, I mean, really blew the, it really cracked open the matrix for me. I mean, that, it was just so profound with the what the fucks that I was experiencing per minute that it was like, holy moly, I thought I had this stuff down. And so if it even affected somebody super duper hippie who didn't really like follow the narrative, I can't imagine how it affected the people who were following the narrative, you know? 
Yeah, exactly. And and so many people still are following the narrative. I mean, so many people, um, you know, still, you know, I think now they're telling people that they should wear three masks. Three instead masks. Of one, instead of one. I, I got into, I literally commented and said, I hope, I, I commented on something and said, I hope nobody three masks their child, right? And oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh, the floodgates were open. And I then I didn't log into Instagram for like a couple hours. And I went back and I'm like, oh my gosh, like the replies of all the people who are still so, so they were mad still because enjoying their rest. They were mad because you didn't think that children should wear three masks. Right. It's right. funny how quickly, <laughs> it's funny how quickly some people like, like get get accustomed to that. Like we all got accustomed to wearing a mask and whatever you wear a mask when you when you when you go to certain places, and um, and and that became normal very quickly, right? And now, right. and now there and suddenly they say three masks, and you just questioned, you know, does yeah. does three masks really make sense? And suddenly they're all up in arms because yep. you. This is a brand new thing, and you just questioned <laughs> it, and it's, they're already so, yeah, you know, susceptible yes. to believing that. That's funny. It's mind blowing. <laughs> and from day one, I said, if you're gonna wear one, at least do the N95 with the filter thing. I mean, that makes sense, right? There's some logic behind that. I could see that because we have a machine shop, and our guys, when they're deburring parts, they they wear the N95s because they don't get the metal in their, you know, well, just the fine particles in general. Um, so I was just like, this is getting crazy. This is just getting absolutely crazy, but it is amazing how many people are still so convinced. And I think you, you posted something the other day that was like epic of, uh, new proportions where you got banned from Twitter. Like so many of us, right. Shadow ban suspended, whatever, all these things. Um, and you, your, your comeback, your retort to that was bless you, bless me, bless your mother, bless the president, bless the Russians, bless the Chinese, bless Donald Trump, bless Kamala, you know, bless them all, basically, bless the virus. And that was so unbelievably just such a higher vibration, like so incredible. How did you get to that space? Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I was suspended from Twitter. I um, and for no reason, really. I mean, that I know of. I, I don't post political um, content. I don't post conspiracy theories. I don't post anything. You know, I, I post poetry and memes. So the fact that I got suspended from Twitter and I'm still suspended from Twitter, I'm I'm very confused by it and and a little bit troubled by it, and. Uh, yeah, it, you know, all day I was kind of just trying to work out my feelings of, you know, how do I feel? You know, I don't, I, um, should I be angry? Cause I think a lot of people would be like, Oh man, like, hmm. how dare they? How dare they? How dare they? Or even like, Oh boy, now we're all in trouble because we're, all, you know, censorship is here and, 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 and we're all going to, and we're, you know, it's a communist dictatorship now and all this and that. And it, I, I finally settled that, that, that night. Um, I think I posted that at like midnight or later and I was, I was up late and I was, I think I was like having a glass of wine and I was just like, really, um, I had been watching. So one of my biggest influences in teachers is the poet Allen Ginsberg. And, um, 
one thing I love about Allen Ginsberg is that he was always um, trying to use his poetry as a way to um, almost illuminate culture through, you know, channeling through his subconscious mind directly into his work. And he would um, he would talk about how holy everything was. And he had one poem where he was talking about how everything was holy. And, you know, the, and, and that included everything that's anything from things that are vulgar to beautiful to, you know, you name it. It's all holy. And I had been watching Ellen Ginsberg interview videos that whole day just because I was just curious to, to to see him speak and i like to watch interviews on youtube sometimes so i had been watching alan ginsburg videos all day and i kind of had his voice in the back of my head and it came down to yes i can be upset and angry but who is that going to help you know it's kind of like there's the there's like the 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 old saying like resentment is like drinking poison and expecting your enemy to die you know, if mm-hmm. I show up to this sense of anger, I'm going to be hurting myself. You know, when we con- when we condemn another, we condemn ourselves. And when we bless another, we're blessing ourselves. So it just I took responsibility for my for my reaction and said, you know, bless you, Jack Dorsey, bless you, Twitter, bless you, censorship. And also, you know, bless the truth, bless WikiLeaks, bless Julian Assange, bless, you know, Donald Trump, bless Joe Biden, bless everything, the whole world, because it's all one thing. It's all one divine system. And we don't have to separate everything. I mean, things play out in the sense of light and shadow and good and bad, so to speak, but it's all part of one whole. And we can't truly be healed we can't truly be whole until we are all healed and whole so i don't it just really helped me realize that i no want to i no longer want to perpetuate um division and i no longer want to perpetuate um being against positioning myself against anyone or anything and that's like again part of riding the wave with grace is just not getting caught up in this side versus that side, even when the whole world is this side versus that side, how can you walk gracefully down the middle and, and send your blessings to the whole thing, every bit of it? Wow. That's incredibly powerful. I think, I mean, I really wish that so many more of us could show up in that way, like take, create a little distance between the trigger and the emotion and and find a, and find a little more positive or hopeful space. I really like that or light space, however we want to describe it. Um, if we don't want to attach, you know, positive versus negative or something like that. Super powerful. And then you know, just kind of in talking about the censorship, this I started sharing stuff um, from Awaken with JP and uh, yeah. Dr. Zach Bush early on, like mid. Like shortly after the lockdown, so like the 20th of March, 28th of March, somewhere around there, and it was censored. And and so for me, I I I was so mind blown by how sharing these kind of insights from people who are you know truly knowledgeable in the world of 
um, I don't know. I don't even know how we want to describe it anymore. But, you know, just alternative, alternative thought, alternative way yeah. of looking at things, stuff like that. And to see it be censored and to see my account get shadow banned and stuff, I, I was so incredibly taken aback. Um, and so that's when I started kind of talking about censorship in my stories and stuff. And at the time, people were like, you're absolutely crazy. And now it's like now they're seeing it, too. And they're like, oh, I get it. So I'm I kind of feel a little validation, mm -hmm. but it's not in a good way. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, yes, I feel validated that w what I was experiencing and feeling in the early on was was accurate. But then it's also incredibly scary that that ha that it's happening and that it is, you know, this far so quickly. It's it's kind of scary. Yeah. And uh, the same thing happened to me. I, I so the first big domino to fall in in this new censorship wave was obviously Donald Trump getting removed from Twitter. And so many people celebrated that happening. And for me, you know, I, I, you don't, I, forget whether or not you support Donald Trump or not. Um, you know, what do we think about, you know, the freedom of speech? And, and yes, you can go on about Twitter as a private corporation and freedom of speech is, you know, speech protected by the government. Um Either way, I mean, it's 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 a it's a form of censorship, and social media companies are working closely with governments and other you know corporate interests. It's not a, a, like a, a mom and pop shop decision. Well, that's it, it, the <laughs> thing. I've I've heard that argument, and my yeah. and my point to that is, well, okay, then Parler, a private company, starts up and they're shut down. I mean, this is technocracy at its finest. Like this is right. not. You know, I mean, and if, but then in the same token, in the same token, I literally, I had this, I had this experience in a thread, those same people that say it's a private company, they can do what they want. Also slam my pillow and Goya, right? Like for, <laughs> for speaking and saying they should be silent, they should be fired. They should be, I'm saying, well, then they're a private company and they're saying what they want. Like uh, the hypocrisy is something out of this world. Like yeah, truly the spectacular. The the mental gymnastics people have to do to support their own point of view is, is astounding sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's another good graphic imagery for you. <laughs> yeah. The I mental saw, gymnastics. I saw a video of a, you know, a canine, like a police dog going through the, um, going through the, uh, like the, the different challenges that they have to do and all this and that. And I literally thought that's me maneuvering through social media. Like, literally, that is me doing that. <laughs> exactly. So, 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 yeah. So Donald Trump got kicked off Twitter, and people were happy. A lot, of, a lot of people were very. I mean, obviously, relieved his, or his, whatever. His, yeah. His supporter, his supporters weren't happy, obviously, but a lot of people were happy. And I was like, I don't know if this is something to celebrate, because the point of freedom of speech is that you have to allow freedom for the people you don't agree with to say what they say because it, it works both ways as, as soon as you start saying censorship is okay um it's not too many steps removed until you know the chickens come home to roost and then it's 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 the the it's the it's the um outspoken people on the left that are being censored etc right it's a slippery slope so actually, yes. I, po I, I posted a meme i made a meme and i posted it about 
the slippery slope of censorship. And it, it had like a clown gra- gradually putting on makeup until it was fully a clown. And it was like the first one was like, oh, yay, Donald Trump got kicked off Twitter. He should have. And then it was like, oh, good. I'm glad that cons- all the conservatives are being censored. And then it was like, oh, I'm g- g- good. They got censored. They were criticizing the China. And then and then before you by the end of that, it was like, OK, the First Amendment sucked anyway. Good riddance. So yeah. it was just like articulating this, the slippery slope of censorship. And so many people got so angry at my post because they were like, ah, Donald Trump should be censored, blah, 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 blah. And I ended up deleting the post because it was just causing so many arguments in my comments. And it's just. It's just ironic that I was like just trying to call out how censorship is a slippery slope. People were so mad at that idea. And then mm-hmm. a week a week later, I was suspended from Twitter. Wow. Well, I don't want to say I told you so, but I did tell you so. <laughs> well, and exactly to your point. Okay, fine. It's It's all good when the people that you don't want to hear are being silenced, but wait until it's you and they will come for you. You know, I mean, and I think that's that's what's so sad. I mean, I spent a long time in in media, you know, working for top uh, CBS and newspapers, et cetera, because my before I became a psychotherapist, I was um, I I got a journalism degree and did that and then also did sales and marketing. So I've, I've seen that world and I've seen how the talking points are distributed and I've seen how, you know, I've I've seen it firsthand. Um, I also did worked in big pharma when I was in college. So I saw that. So I think those are some of those things that contributed to me not following the narrative as much like we talked about earlier. Um, but what's sad to me is that people can't step back and see like they want to be convenienced by not having to decipher. And that's scary. Like they literally don't want to have to use their critical thinking skills. You know? yeah. it's terrifying it's terrifying yeah it's um it's I, I will say it's been a little disappointing i mean it, this is it's been both um inspiring and disappointing to see people's reactions to all the events of the past year because on one hand you it's been pretty shocking to realize how kind of how 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 much so many people are just kind of sleepwalking through their lives and just like saying yes to whatever, you know, the media tells them without ever questioning that there could be some other alternative agenda to the news that we're getting. And um, it's been disappointing to see so many people just kind of fully buy into whatever narrative they're, they're fed without ever questioning it for themselves. But at the same time, there's been so many people, so many people that have, you know, woken up during this time mm-hmm. and can now clearly see, you know, that there's a wizard behind the curtain, so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. um, as, as, as a metaphor and that not everything is as it seems. And really, we shouldn't be giving our we shouldn't be giving away our power to any external authorities, um, especially when those external authorities have let us down time and time and time and time again. It's like an abusive relationship. At a certain yes. point, you need to realize that like this isn't going to change. and I, mean, I need to find my way out of this. So as much as it's been disappointing to see so many people's kind of like 
sleepwalking reaction to things lately. It's been inspiring to see so many people kind of taking their own power back um, and, and, and waking up out of the, um, the daydream. Absolutely. And, and, and that's that balance that you kind of touched on earlier. And one of the things that I really uh, kind of embraced as a mantra that you had shared is stop trying to be liked by everybody. You don't need to like everybody. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and that's so true. You know, my friend said something so spectacular the other day when I was talking to her. Um, she said, we're not being pulled apart. We're being pulled together. And how powerful to find like-minded individuals and to be able to share in an awakening together. Like, that's pretty cool, you know? Yeah, and it has to be together, you know, because if we wait, if we, you know, if we're, if we quote unquote, wake up alone, well, then, you know, what, like, you, you know, you said you woke up, you know, some 10 plus years ago, and then you look around and if everyone else is still kind of caught up in the madness of society, this doesn't do you a lot of good to be <laughs> to see right. through it because it's, it's, it can be lonely. So we have to do it together. We have to do it as a community. It's the only way it's sustainable. Yes, I, I, I absolutely concur. And, and another thing that I've shared on, on, on my channel and, um, share frequently with friends and family and my clients is, you know, you can reserve the right to change your mind when presented with new information. And you had a similar kind of concept of post um, where you said it was a little man standing next to another man, you know, or, you know, little character. And it said, uh, you've changed. And the other person says, of course I have. Why haven't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I love that. It, it's it's absolutely true. I mean, I hear people say all the time, you know, people don't change. And I, I said, what? That's absolutely crazy. Literally, we change every single day. And if you don't believe me, go count your wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, change, change is the only constant. We're always changing. Right. On a on a on a biological cellular level, we're we're we're. You know, where, where our cells are dying every day and then we're being, we're generating new cells and, um, you know, everything that we, everything that we input into our system, whether it's diet or what we consume in the media or the music we listen to or the people we spend our time with, um, all of that impacts who we become. So I guess, you know, we, we only don't change if we never change the inputs that we're feeding ourselves with, you know, if we keep doing the same thing, keep eating the same crap, keep spending time with the same people, keep watching the same old shows, then you probably won't change because you're not, you're not changing the inputs that you're, are, are informing your energy. So yeah, maybe you don't, people don't change unless they actually change their habits first. And, uh, and I think that, uh, this past year has given so many people an opportunity to input something new, you know? And so I hope, I hope that many people are seizing that opportunity to change, to, to really embrace this, this wonderful we window of weirdness, you know, mm -hmm. um, where we don't have to attach to the old narratives and the old beliefs. And we get to kind of look at the, you know, the skies through a different lens. 
Um, I, I, yeah. I hope, I hope so many more do. And I think you are helping a lot of people do that. How can people get in touch with you and, and learn more about what you've got going on? Well, you can't follow me on Twitter at the moment because that's <laughs> currently down, but I, uh, am primarily on Instagram and my handle is words are vibrations and I also have a fairly recently launched podcast called The Wave with James McRae. It's W-A-V, which stands for Words Are Vibrations. So check me out on Instagram and feel free to follow my podcast. Thank you so much for taking time and coming on and sharing some of your incredible insights with everybody. I know, um, it, you know, so many people need these messages right now, so I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for all that you do, and uh, I really appreciate this conversation. Take care. You too. This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.